0: friend's camera hey
1: that's my friend's camera
0: sorry son that's evidence
1: you guys okay well don't worry we'll get you to the hospital how could no one have known about all of this truth is this town's hard as hell to get to it's been abandoned 10 years ever since that sugar mill shut down hell it ain't even on the map anymore we found all those cars in that old factory those Sinclair boys been pulling people off the interstate for years If it wasn't for all the smoke from the fire, we wouldn't have even known.
0: Excuse me, sir. Lewis wants to talk to you. Yeah, excuse me.
1: took it just fell wrong leaving it behind you know you okay
0: we're okay sheriff
1: yeah dave ran the sinclair family through cdic
0: Trudy and the doctor didn't have two sons
1: Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of the Halloween Horathon and another edition of the Film Effect Podcast, where we take all things horror to the full effect. As with every episode, this is Ed, and I'm once again joined by my homie and freaking guest, Corey. What's up, Film Effectors? And if you happen to be a fellow cinephile like us or just a casual fan of movies in general, then you're listening to the right show, because we do deep dives and touch lives each and every week focusing on a particular film each episode in an effort to give it that full film effect treatment but before we turn ourselves into wax figures, I want to let you guys know that our ever-growing collection of previous episodes can be found on our website at podpage.com slash the-film-effect-podcast, as well as all major platforms, direct link in the episode notes. And with the mention of platforms, you can help us out a great deal by using Apple Podcasts to leave us an honest rating and review when the show's over. It helps us out in so many ways, and as always, we love hearing from you guys. All right, Corey, I know it's been a couple episodes, but uh, can you let the audience know where they can find us on Facebook and Instagram?
0: Sure. The Film Effect Podcast.
1: All right. How about them 20th over at Twitter? At Film Effect Pod. All right. If you'd be so kind, how about that email address for the old-fashioned listeners?
0: The Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Three out of three.
1: There we go. Ah, nice. The weather's turning. Getting cold. Leaves, Finally. Leaves are changing. I know. So, for the listeners, weather here in Maryland, it's weird. So, September usually rolls around and it's like the heat wave continues. It carries over from August. And then you'll get like a random day towards the end of the month where. Maybe two days in a row, you'll get like a tease of the fall, and it makes you think, okay, okay, we're getting there, we're getting there. And then the first week of October hits, and we're back up in the 80s, and it's like it's the most bipolar weather ever here in Maryland. I mean, don't even get me started on winter weather, but just that transition from summer to fall here—it's like it's—it's it's a tease. It really is, and, and now after a couple of weeks of consistent 50s 60s I think we can finally say it's in full transit mode now I think uh tomorrow when I go camping I'm gonna be just like last year going up route 70 checking out the the, the full the foliage because I'm pretty sure uh a lot of leaves are changing especially the further out west you go so yeah
0: yeah I've been enjoying the cooler weather the past few days I mean it's uh, my favorite time of year as far as weather same here I love the fall yeah and I just like you know obviously i like warmer weather but you know when it's in its 80s and we're in the middle of uh october i'm just like when is this gonna end because literally i don't think any of the leaves have changed in my yard yet and that's pretty crazy considering we're two weeks into october and nothing's happened so far because it's been so warm
1: right right of course um didn't you mention last week or so you were out on the boat with wiggy I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how boaters keep how long they keep their boats out for, and all you know. I don't know how it works. So yeah, you keep was, it out.
0: You keep it out as long as you want, really. I mean, um, you know, they'll probably keep it out for a few more weeks. Shout out to my uh, mom, as uh, Ed said, aka Wiggy, and my uh, dad, Ron. I know they're not listening, but you know, might as well. But yeah, they bought a boat about a year ago, uh, and it's named the Wiggy um, after my mom. Uh, you know, long story on the name, but everybody calls her Wiggy. Yeah. Um, and it's just been fun. Uh, you know, they go out pretty much every weekend. And, uh, you know, we join them here or there. Uh, and it's just a great time. Growing up, my grandfather, John, always had a boat. Uh, and we would always go crabbing or go out on that. So it's just kind of reminiscent of that with a different generation. You know, taking my son out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my brother and his wife and um, my niece come out. So it's just a good time. And, yeah, like obviously we're not swimming right now like we were during summer. But it's still fun to just go... Uh, take a nice ride. Uh we'll stop at like one of the dockside uh restaurants that you can dock at, which is always fun.
1: What do you guys usually go to stop and eat?
0: Uh usually uh Tiki Lee's is where we stop the most, but there's okay. there's like several places you can stop at uh, that are good. That's the good part about uh where we're at. Nice. So yeah, they'll they'll probably close up the boat pretty soon. But yeah, it's been really fun, uh you know, going out.
1: Yeah. Looks like it. Cool. Alright, let's get to some shout outs shout out to his family shout out to best film ever your next favorite movie the effin nerds it goes down in the p.m and carlo just wanted to give it you know keep it keep it short this week and uh some of our favorites that's all so shout out to those guys uh for just being fellow friends of the the podcast and uh for putting out great material themselves please uh check them all out if you're listening and you never heard of them before best film ever your next favorite movie the and nerds, it goes down in the p.m. And, Carlo, your podcast is now called The Movie Loot, which I actually just did a uh, guest spot on. That episode finally dropped with Carlo and I for about a half hour just shooting this shit about horror. I love it. I, I love conversating with, with people and talking movies, and especially when it comes to horror. So, it was a good conversation, and I implore everyone to go check that episode eh, that episode out. Um, currently, we have a new region coming from those in vietnam so thank you for your ears and welcome to the party pal
0: let's get the current events
1: I want to talk about the Halloween Kills backlash <laughs> because as you you know, the video right now that we're watching on mute is just uh, a YouTuber I follow, Cody Leach, and he's just, uh, it doesn't sound like he has pleasant things to say about the movie. And I, 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 I found that, I think I've listened to about four or five random podcasts in the last week about Halloween Kills, and the majority of them have not been kind halloween's i finally got around to their episode and they just tore it apart
0: yeah there's um, been quite a few uh negative reviews i've seen or listened to
1: yeah, you know? yeah and i don't i don't get it i've watched the movie now i've seen it three times in the theater i watched it once on peacock for the podcast and i just don't understand the hate like yes i will agree the script is terrible the yeah. script is really bad you know, you can only hear "evil never" or "evil dies tonight" so many goddamn times.
0: Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um,
1: there were things that just I didn't understand the point of bringing back characters to kill them off, knowing that we have a third film. So it wasn't a perfect film, but by no means was it the the, the terrible hunk of shit that everyone's calling it. You know, a lot of people are not being kind to this movie and yeah, yeah like i said guys i get it the script is not good but the movie overall it's entertaining it's a slasher movie what you're not going to get academy award-winning writing you know in a slasher movie yeah it's just it's not the way it works and i understand david gordon green you know but i mean come on guys it's it's not the worst movie i'm, I'm just happy that we got a new halloween movie in the same week of a new chucky movie it's like the old school characters are all coming back you know Yeah,
0: it's awesome but i'm a little surprised because i definitely you know i don't know where it falls because i've only watched halloween kills once Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know where it falls as far as my favorite sequels but it's definitely right off the bat better than most of the sequels like i mean i think for me right now it's pretty close to the 2018 one which was high up on my list Right. Uh, So I'm a little surprised at the backlash, too, because, yeah, the writing in it isn't that great. Yeah, it does feel a little stretched. You know, you can definitely tell maybe they were originally planning on two movies, and now we got three. Uh, Some of the hospital stuff I could have did without. But overall, I mean, as far as, like, Michael Myers being brutal and killing, and as far as the music, and, I I don't know, and the atmosphere, I think it knocked Uh, it out of the park. The music's
1: great. I think Carpenter delivered a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah,
0: so... For that stuff alone, I mean, it's already high up there, and I had a good time, so I'm a little surprised too. I feel like, you know, maybe some people are jumping on the bandwagon, and then when, uh people maybe. go back, maybe some, uh, you know, maybe there'll be a little bit different uh, feelings on it, but I, I don't know. I liked it. I had a good time. I'm going to rewatch it again um, mm-hmm. uh, on the good old cock, so, you know, I yeah. don't know.
1: And if you haven't, I'm sorry, did you say good old cock? Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't, you know, listened already, check out our halloween killers episode and yeah i had a lot to say about the movie in in general and in depth so go back and listen to that to find out what i had to say um so creepy recommends what would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed
0: you want to go first this week yeah sure so, uh, side note, before I get into my uh, official recommendation, I just started watching Succession, um, mm. the, the third season starting up, so I've been yeah, waiting to, to go back. So I'm most of the way through the first season, and okay. yeah, it's great. I, I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's my
1: favorite t- show on TV. Uh, yeah, my favorite show on television, hands down. Where? What episode are you at right now? Uh,
0: I think I'm on like eight or nine on season one, so uh, I'm-
1: prenuptial episode? Yeah, I'm most yeah. of the way
0: through um yeah i love jeremy strong i love um brian cox uh, kieran caulkin like they're all, they all just knock yeah, everyone's out. great on that show everyone's there's great. there's not a bad egg on that show hey great no. the egg yeah
1: <laughs> it's i love it it's, it's such a great show i mean you don't even have to follow politics to be a fan of it it's just basically all about a family empire and all their inner bullshit
0: yeah i just appreciate it like no matter what they're doing it's always like politicking within the family and plans you know whether it's thanksgiving or you know somebody's in the hospital it's just yeah it's just great i mean i don't know if it's my favorite show i think better call saul probably still ranks higher but it's up there like it's one of um,
1: oh my friend you still have seasons two and three to get to yeah seasons two i mean three just started we're only one episode in but it's a fantastic episode for the record yeah but uh season two holy shit yeah, dude, a lot. I mean, you haven't even got to the end. Like the finale is huge. Yeah, I didn't it's, get to the It's finale really yet. it's it's quality television. Um, I'm so glad it's back after a two year hiatus. Succession, yeah, man, I love that show so much. And I'm, like I said, I'm so glad it's back.
0: So. Yeah, but anyway, so my official recommends. Um uh, is actually one that I don't think gets enough attention that I used to watch constantly. I had the VHS, and it had the lenticular cover back in the day. Uh, it's Peter Jackson's uh, The Frighteners. The Frighteners! From 96. Um, I love always love really,
1: that fucking movie. Yeah,
0: I love it. So this is before... Uh, Peter Jackson did Lord of the Rings, uh, Mm -hmm. so of course this is before he was super famous. And I just love this movie. It's good because, you know, you don't have to be a horror hound to enjoy it. Like, it has horror elements, but it also, you know, has some comedy and some fantastical stuff. So, like, my wife, who doesn't like horror, likes that movie. Um, You can watch it with some slightly younger kids and not feel bad about it. Like you yeah, would.
1: I don't remember being heavily
0: gory. It has some, but it's not bad. It's you got know.
1: some. I, I remember a lot of the gore. I I say I remember. I haven't watched the movie in about seven or eight years. So I remember a lot of the gore being like in ghost effects. So it's not like it is. true gore because it's like it's through a ghost. Yeah. So.
0: Like, you see someone's head get blown off, but it's not uh, in a grisly fashion. But, yeah, Michael J. Fox is in the lead. He's great in the movie. Um, You got... um, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs is is one of the villains. He's
1: fantastic in that movie. He's great,
0: yeah. And um, Busey is um, one of the other villains. You should specify Um, which Busey. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Jake Busey is um, the... Sorry, yeah, I forgot about that. He's <laughs> the, one of the villains in it, and he's great, you know, for because he's, he's a little bit over the top in it, and that's the whole point of the movie. That's kind of uh, how the movie is um, done a lot of the way. I just like the fantastical elements. I love the Elfman score. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the movie just comes together, and just nobody watched it. I remember when it came out, just nobody really talked about it, um, but it has some cool cameos you in going. As well. you got
1: Shy McBride. You've
0: got yeah. all the army. yeah. Um, yeah he's one of my favorites you've got
1: <laughs> you've got the great troy evans mm-hmm. you know
0: uh,
1: uh d wallace
0: um is as well? yeah, yeah d wallace um, that's great right.
1: yeah d. yeah the
0: mom so it, it it's just great and it just doesn't get talked about i don't know if there's anywhere you can really stream it i think you have to rent it um like on digital or obviously uh, physical uh, but it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you're doing something for Halloween and you don't want something uh, straight horror. I've just always really appreciated the movie, the way it blends uh, the horror elements and the mystery element and um, also the fantastical stuff. So it's a great movie. Well,
1: I remember hearing... I don't know if it's still in the works, but because this year is the 25th anniversary of the movie. And I remember earlier this year... Arrow kinda quietly announced that they were putting it out in four K and doing that whole like transition and all, but it's things have been mum since that initial quiet half ass announcement and I've been kinda reading. like they kind of I remember a couple years ago they prematurely announced Inglorious Bastards and that never ended up happening. Cause obviously they got Universal put it out themselves in four K. But I don't know if the same thing's happening with Threateners with Universal because it's also a property of theirs but Arrow like I said earlier earlier this year they you know they teased that they were putting it out for the 25th anniversary and here we are it was November and Mom's the word, I guess. Nothing's happening. All quiet on the, on the waterfront. So
0: Yeah. Well, Arrow, I, if you're listening, you got a sale Because I don't double dip a whole lot. I have it on DVD. But that's one of those movies where if they put out a good special edition, I, I would pick it up. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just a great movie.
1: It just looks so good, too. I'm sure, like, a, a 4K, you know, transition or restoration would just, yeah. Um. So my recommendation this week is one of my favorite movies vampire films of the 80s and also one of the more how personally i feel it's one of the more underrated films of the 80s we were just talking about it vamp from 1986
0: yeah Um, i haven't seen it we were just talking about it because you said you're gonna lay it on me uh after you watch it
1: yeah after i could bring it back from camping because i actually watched it again the other night because i haven't watched it and i let sean hold my copy for that was back in June or July. I lent it to him. So I was kind of like, I missed that movie because I, I like to watch it every like six months or so. It's just a fun movie. It's, you know, it's short and sweet to the point. It makes me laugh. I love the color scheme. It's, for those of you familiar with Martin Scorsese's um, After Hours, it's got this similar green and red lighting scheme going on outside. Well, actually throughout the whole movie. Um, it's brilliant um, uh, the great Grace Jones, Chris Makepeace, um, Robert Rustler, I knew I'd get it out, um, and Michelle Pfeiffer's sister, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, uh, I, I can keep going, uh, what's his name, from Leprechaun 2, the old man, uh, Sandy Baron. Sandy Barons in it, um,
0: it's a guy from the, the great uh, what's uh, the karate instructor from UHF he's in it right I forget the actor's name but he was the karate instructor UHF wasn't he uh, in vamp
1: I haven't seen fucking UHF in Eons. Well, he was
0: like the 80s. He was like the guy they called in when they needed an uh, Asian guy in a movie.
1: Oh, Gidi Watanabe. That's yeah. right. I forgot. How can I forget Gidi Watanabe? I forget his movie. name cuz like that It's, it's Gidi Watanabe and Billy Drago's in it. There's a lot of people in Vamp, you know. Yeah, it's, it, it's 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 such a fun movie. It really is. It's a really goofy, zany, artistic uh vampire movie from the 80s and um I I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, I'm trying to get my, you know, co host Sean to watch it. And he held on to it for like four months and didn't watch the <laughs> goddamn thing. So that tells you how we're, uh, where he's at on the movie. But yeah, it, if you got something going on, it's Halloween, perfect time. Check it out. Um, you can run it, I'm sure. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. I'm sorry, mama. Some people just have no respect. This is 2005's House to Wax.
0: You guys gonna do it tonight or what? Stop! What the hell is that?
1: What does he want? Can we help you? Well, maybe we're on his property.
0: I'm mean, turn your lights off. <laughs> that guy was a freak. So let's
1: get out of here. All right, let's go. Come on, he's gone. <laughs> Is
0: anybody? No, nobody. Hello? I don't think anyone's here. Hey, who's that house of wax?
1: It is wax. Literally.
0: This is weird. Looks like a hell of a
1: party. <laughs> Look how detailed this is. Tell me this doesn't look real.
0: You're saying that that's a real person underneath? They're all wax, everyone! Help! Please, somebody! You gotta be careful. I am being careful.
1: To Wax, a group of teens are unwittingly stranded near a strange wax museum and soon must fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit. Alright, let's jump into first time viewings. Uh, it's, it's just that, you see this is actually uh, my, my first time. No, no, my first, it's my first time uh, since my first time. So technically that's my second time. And, I don't I don't. don't want to suck at it, so if I'm not up to... The- I
0: believe we saw this together. Were you with me opening weekend for this? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I want to say you were. We saw it. It was at the White Marsh Lowe's, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing it. It was like a pretty... I don't know if it was sold out, but it was like a packed house. Yeah, it was opening weekend. Week. I
1: remember that much. I remember, you know, if... I don't remember remember a big group going with us. It probably was just one of those times where you and I went and saw a movie together. Probably. Probably. Um, cause I ended up seeing it twice. I actually went and, um, saw it at, at the end of its, uh, theatrical run, uh, with, uh, a couple of other friends, uh, Wiser and them. Oh, okay. Uh, when it was at the Beltway Movies for like $2, we went and saw it then.
0: Shout out Wiser. Yeah. <laughs> Wiser,
1: Definitely. Love you, man. So yeah, that's it. First time here for us. So, uh, story time. Tell me a story. Like my story? No, not your story. A story. Since you can't keep your mouth shut long enough for me to read my paper, tell me a story. I don't think I know any stories. You don't know any stories? No. All right, I'll tell you a story. This is a newspaper, right? It's 90% bullshit, but it's entertaining. That's why I read it, because it entertains me. You won't let me read it. So you entertain me with your bullshit. Tell me a story right now. Go. So what I think about this movie uh, it reminds me of our final camping trip together back in 2005.
0: Yeah, uh, same time. Yep.
1: So, why is because uh, this movie came out on DVD uh, in October, Halloween time. And I remember that Friday, I bought, I went, you know, I got off work, went to Best Buy, I bought this one DVD. We went and saw Scream 2. And then we ended up going to the campground on the eastern shore. I said "scream to" you, you mean "saw to"? I'm sorry, saw to. <laughs> I was like, you. that doesn't make no, sense. No, no, no. Sorry about that. We went and saw saw two, and then we went to the campground on the eastern shore, about an hour and a half away. And it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. By the time we got down there, yeah, and the gate late. was closed, and like. Everyone was sleeping, and like we had to wake people up. I think the owner saw us from the house down the the lawn uh, entranceway.
0: Yeah, they had it locked up; you couldn't get in. And ended up letting
1: us in, thank God. After we told them who we were with, because my grandparents and all were already down there. Naturally, your parents, you know, we used to go camping for Halloween. Let the listeners know: paint a picture for them every Halloween, every weekend before Halloween. My grandparents and me and my brother would take the RV. And go to the same campground as you and your parents and your siblings.
0: Yeah, well, it started off, I went with you for a few yeah. years with and your then, grandparents. Right. And then eventually my parents got a camper. Because I even knew it with we my grandparents since I was
1: a kid. You yeah. Know, since I was like four or five years old. So it had been an event. And then, yeah, you guys started doing it too. And then the last year we all went and did it was in 2005. And like I said, I remember... Buying this movie that Friday after it came out, and then seeing Saw 2, and then going down to the campground, and it was late as shit, and then we went on to enjoy ourselves for that final weekend.
0: Quick question, do you remember what CD we were listening to on the way down? It sticks out in my head of what we were listening to, because I think we kept listening to it over and over again.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb here. So, this was October 2005, I was probably listening to a lot of Reggie and the Full Effect.
0: Uh, that might have played, but I had Story of the Year in my head. of just Yes, in the wake of the Termination. In the wake of the Termination. Yes, that's like right. One of my, that
1: would probably be been my second guess, because I actually was just listening to that record yesterday.
0: I love that album. I still
1: uh, listen to it a lot. I love Story of the Year. They're one of my favorite bands.
0: Yeah, me too, because we saw them live together, right?
1: We've seen them live so much together.
0: Yeah, yeah we've seen them live several times. because We love them both, but I just remember playing that like it's like 12 30 in the morning windows down we're yeah. in the middle of nowhere on yep. the eastern shore yep and yeah that just sticks out i remember that whole night but yeah i was just curious if that popped up for you
1: yeah definitely so that's you know like i said when i think about hasslebacks i think about that weekend all right so live top five rob it's your turn okay i'm feeling kind of basic today top five side ones track ones Janie Jones, Clash, from The Clash. Eh. Let's get it on, Marvin Gaye from Let's Get It On. Nirvana smells like teen spirit off a of Nevermind. Oh, no, Rob, that's not obvious enough. Not at all. How about uh, Point of No Return on Point of No Return? Lewis, so you can uh, get up <laughs> shut a... Shut up, shut <laughs> up. White light, white heat. Velvet Underground. Okay, that would be on my list. Though not and on mine. Massive attack, no protection. The song is radiation ruling the name. Uh, this episode, I wanted to do top five Dark Castle entertainment films, since this is a Dark Castle movie. Dark Castle will be in a production company that started in the late 90s. The first film they put out was House on Haunted Hill, and they went on to do a churn of other uh, slew of remakes that went on to become originals. And then they went off from they didn't do strictly horror films. They they ventured into action territory. Yeah, they kind
0: of branched branched They branched
1: out, out in the action films and stuff like that after um after the aughts and like the twenty tens and stuff. So um
0: Is it supposed to be a nod to William Castle?
1: William Castle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's start with me number five. I have Ghost Ship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very funny because uh my number five is also Ghost Ship. uh Not one of my favorites, but not
1: mine either. But I do want to defend that badass opening five ten minutes. The
0: opening scene is what sticks out, and that's really. And I think the remember. gore
1: overall. If I remember correctly, Carl Urban gets a nasty death with like the gears. He gets caught up in the gears underwater, and they like suck him in and like rip him to shreds and shit. I remember that movie being a nice little balance of CG and practical effects. Yeah. Um, it had some good kills in it it wasn't the best movie like we just said together it was just but i I remember having some good effects and, and kills and uh i mean so and so plot but let's face it at that time horror film we weren't there for the plot nah uh my number four is 13 ghosts
0: um yeah so my number four is one of the later movies the losers uh big fan of that one i love jeffrey dean morgan um chris evans um uh, jason patrick is the bad guy uh, great little underseen action movie i know it tanked i saw it in theaters on a random day i had off and i had a good time with it um you know so i have yeah. a feeling it might be coming up later on the list <laughs> no one did.
1: Uh, my number three is house on haunted hill uh, movie well, the first film i saw um uh, from dark castle i saw it in the theaters to be precise and um there's something creepy about that movie, even watching it to this day. So, yeah. Uh,
0: my number three is Splice. Uh, so this one is like a Ooh. horror slash uh, sci-fi. It is um, a fucking
1: bizarre movie. It
0: is weird. It it, ha- uh, it stars Adrian Brody um, and he's Sarah a Polly. Oh, yeah, and Sarah Gotta Polly. Gotta mention Sarah Polly. Yep. Um, so they're scientists and they're trying to splice DNA to make this creature. They do um there's like this weird sexual stuff with the creature it's an oddball movie but it, it stuck in my head it sticks out i still remember that movie to this day even though i've only seen it a few times and right. I, I really remember enjoying that one
1: uh, my number two is the losers
0: baby <laughs> love losers, i love The losers i know you like that one yeah. i'm a
1: big fan of the losers i really really am um you know one of many many chris evans comic book roles jeffrey Dean morgan like you said um, uh, what's his face? The guy looks just like Justin Long, but he's not Justin Long. He's like he's like your Spanish Justin Long. Is also in the crew. Idris Elba. Um, what's her face from uh the Guardians? Um, oh my god, Zoe Zandana. Zoe Zandana. Z- Zoe Zandana. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, and like you said, Jason Patrick as the villain, hilarious. Um, he's got this dry sense of humor throughout the movie that. He makes me chuckle and he he's definitely, he knows what kind of movie he's doing.
0: Yeah, he's playing it up like a Bond villain. He kind is of just really dry, yucking it up in that movie. Yeah, dry humor, yep.
1: I saw that for the first time about a year after it came out when I was down at Ocean City for the week of my grandparents and it was on HBO and it was on like every fucking day <laughs> and it rained a lot that week. And so we were actually inside the condo a lot and naturally say, losers sunburn. <laughs> yeah, no sunburn it was just the rain and yeah I remember like really enjoying the movie um, a, a lot um, uh, oh and uh, Colt McCallany is uh, his henchman Yeah, yeah. In that his, uh, I fucking heavy. love Paul- Colt McCallany that yeah. guy is really underrated in my opinion ever since I first saw him in Creepshow 2 so my number one Oh, you're number Hold two. On. You're number, my number two. two. You're number two.
0: So my number two is 13 Ghost. Um, I always liked okay. that movie just because it's unique. You know, it's a takeoff of the William Castle mm-hmm. uh, movie. They incorporated the old gimmick of wearing the glasses and you see the ghost. Um, you know, because anybody who doesn't know William Castle, he always had gimmicks with his movies. Yep. And so the original 13 Ghost, you had to wear the glasses to see the ghost in the theater. And, you know, they incorporated it very well into the movie. I loved the, a lot of the ghost design in that movie it's just very unique i like tony shalhoub i like matthew lillard uh you know so just a solid flick i've been meaning to you know i've been toying with picking up the screen factory version that just came out recently it's good yeah i already own it on dvd but i've been Mm, toying with it
1: (laughs) all right so that leaves us with our number one picks and for me it is this film house of wax for reasons that well you're
0: about to find out (laughs) So, uh. Go on. Your
1: number one is what? Yeah. Gothica.
0: Yeah. Gothica. <laughs> Love me some, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Now, uh, My number one is House on Haunted Hill. Um. I've always had a soft spot for that movie. Um. You know, while I acknowledge oh, it has uh. issues, but uh. I don't know why. I've just always, uh, when I first saw it, it really scared me. Um. You know, again, uh. Jeffrey Combs <laughs> is in that as mm-hmm. the uh, evil doctor, Jeffrey Rush is in that, just hamming it up. Um funky old house, ain't it? You know, yeah. I just I just love that uh, Chris Katan. Chris Katan, yeah. I want my money now. You give it. I
1: want, I want it. I want <laughs> you give.
0: Now. Yeah, so just the fact that I can quote uh that movie, there's not, you know, a ton of movies that horror movies that I, I, I saw like that quote, twenty years ago. Funky old
1: house, ain't
0: it? Yeah. So uh it was just a memorable movie to me. I think it's well done and a good way to come out of the gate for uh, you know, Dark Castle. Oh, absolutely. Movie.
1: Couldn't agree more. All right, so let's dive into the film of the hour here, shall we? Talk a little bit about a little bit about House of Wax. So it begins in 1974, and we see uh, Trudy Sinclair, who's a famous wax sculptor. She's like sitting. And you see these shots in the kitchen, and she's like making a sculpture with this this face mold, and she's smoking a cigarette with the boiling um, pot of um, wax. And her son's sitting there at the table eating his Cheerios, like a good little boy. And then all of a sudden, we hear the father. And their other son... And their son's like... A monster. The exact opposite. Like going ape shit. Kicking and screaming and shit. And he brings him in. and says something along the lines of like... He's really out of control today mama. And they ended up like... Tape... They strap him into his high chair. And then... They duct tape him... With his legs and his arms... Over the straps. Um, and then the little boy kicking and he ends up knocking over the mother's mold onto the floor and it breaks and then he ends up while she's taping him down he scratches her hand and she just slaps the shit out of him she nails the fuck out of him (laughs) she slaps the fucking piss out of that boy's face yeah and boom cut to the title card which is a really gnarly title card i like the a lot of things i like about this movie spoiler alert but the title card i think is pretty groovy um it's it resembles the 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 house that we're gonna see later on in the movie and it's got that cool it's got you see the wax kind of flowing over the mold or flowing over the 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 card sequence so
0: yeah and real quick before we move on yeah during the whole sequence you don't see the kids uh you see
1: no one's faces you see none of their faces it's all like a weird what do you want to call that second person i don't know it's it's just not typical it's It's different yeah it's an odd angle it's very uh,
0: odd but it comes into play uh you know you just know that there's two sons one's a monster one isn't
1: yeah i mean clearly these two boys are twins of of some sense or some caliber so um keep that in mind i guess so we cut to several years later present day um well it's a lot more than several years it's
0: 30 years yeah
1: so we're now in present day uh we got six teenagers together on a highway uh, they're at the highway uh, diner that night. Um, you got Carly, who's like a fashion sort of intern for InStyle magazine who wants to get a job at New York. And you see her outside the diner talking to uh, her friend, Paige, who's played by the great Paris Hilton.
0: Yeah, she was actually the first one cast in this movie. This was a Paris Hilton uh, vehicle. If you didn't know that,
1: I vaguely remember hearing about that. Yes, you're not wrong at all. They
0: pretty much cast everybody else around her who would interact well with her, but this movie was made uh, selling that Paris Hilton was going to be in it.
1: I mean, look at the marketing. See Paris die.
0: Yeah, they actually sold shirts, I remember. See Paris die with the date. And
1: I've said this before on the show. I don't remember this marketing for the movie. I mean, I know it happened. But I don't remember it. back in like 2005 when this movie came out. I do not remember any of the marketing being centered around Paris Hilton's death.
0: Oh yeah, because I would have been part. spoiled.
1: I, I remember going to this movie not knowing if or how she died. So, I mean, I figured she was gonna die, but I didn't know.
0: Oh no, one hundred percent,
1: if she did, and I didn't know how. So I was waiting. <laughs> um. So yeah, her boyfriend Wayne uh, comes out and. Uh, wade is uh the great jared padalecki
0: supernatural
1: supernatural friday the 13th um
0: yeah but clarify that uh what was what year did it come out girl girls huh the friday 13th what year was it oh yeah 2009 no,
1: the newer the, one. the remake i should have specified the remake um flight of the phoenix cry wolf yeah <laughs> so a lot of stuff that he's been in over the years so yeah, he's the boyfriend Wade, who's not really happy about her moving to New York, or wanting to move to New York. Uh, and then we see Carly's brother, who we find out right away, for the most part, uh, they're twins. Uh, Nick, who's pretty much a narcissistic motherfucker, played by Chad Michael. Oh uh, Chad, yeah Chad Michael Murray.
0: Yeah. Chad you know, Michael
1: Murray. Do I, I get it right?
0: Yeah, One Tree Hill was like his big thing at the time. One
1: Tree Hill. Wasn't he on the OC?
0: He might have been. He was in a bunch of those teeny bopper type shows that, you know, I never watched.
1: No, he was on Gilmore Girls. There we go. Dawson's Creek. I'm looking at his stuff right now. He was on... I remember him in Freaky Friday. That was yeah. the first time I saw him. It was in the movie Freaky Friday. Because um, he was like obsessed with Jimmy Lee Curtis. Thinking that it was um Lindsay Lohan. Or no. He was obsessed with Lindsay Lohan, but it was yeah, whatever. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that movie in like fifteen years.
0: It's too freaky. Yeah,
1: a little freaky. Um, and so yeah, he come there. He's right off the bat, like this tough guy, like you know, bad boy. Comes out and he's like kicking the bums. You know, change cup over, telling them to get a job. And, yeah,
0: he's a prick in the beginning. Yeah,
1: and he's he's the beginning. The whole fucking movie. Eh, and he, he gets better. His uh, like. Partner in crime slash best friend slash person who he picks on all the time. Um Blake. No not Blake, that's Dal- Dalton
0: Dalton. A- Dalton. A-K A-K Denny. Dan fucking Meet the Parents. Meet the
1: Parents, yes. Fucking John Abrahams. Um and he's got a camcorder, he's obsessed with this camcorder, he's filming everything in this fucking movie. Uh so they all they're all going to this fucking college football game. Like Two states over or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, you miss Paris Hilton's boyfriend. He's Blake.
1: Yeah, Blake. He's in his SUV, obsessed with like directions, and, and he just bought it. So he's like, she makes a comment, how he cares more about his car than her. Um, she tries to go to talk to him. Oh wait, backtrack. Before he, she goes to talk to him. Paris, uh, Paige and um, Carly are pretty much are, are, are having a conversation about. Uh, Paige possibly being pregnant that gets brought up so we go see Paige we see Paige go to see talk to her boyfriend Blake and he's just like jamming listening to the song singing to it completely ignoring everything she has to say to him and it takes like her leaving and saying never mind he like grabs her and he's like no, oh, babe, it's not like that, but, <laughs> but it is, you just d- displayed that, it clearly is like that, honey. The cop was Friday, Wednesday got locked up, calling the associates up, I need a new below Monday, they Link. got me in the jail that I cop, what a page more pencil, sea glasses, Link. jean jackets, people unique fashion, street ammo let the heat handle, smooth, one of the illest fleets, ice water vocab, about to take over the streets, uh, uh-huh. yeah, now what's fucking Hi. with us, one of the illest fleets, baby, come back here. Well, you know it ain't like that. I was just messing with the GPS and I saw a shortcut. I think it'll save us an hour, so we can spend more time. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Uh-huh. And he was trying to say he found a back road, or he was trying to get you know shorten time to, to you know, get there faster. Because let's talk about this group. Excuse me. Let's talk about this group's brilliant plan here. So they're going dates away to this college football game the big game the big game they call it <laughs> they don't even have
0: tickets nope no tickets gonna buy it there'll be a shitload of scalpers yeah right no no i don't think that's how it works homie um especially the next day we're getting ahead of
1: ourselves but we'll, we'll get back to where we are right now they wake up and it's like two thirty in the afternoon he says he makes the comment that it's like two thirty or something like that. He's like, Yo, get up. If we hurry up we'll go make we can make it to the second half. I'm like, No. At certain at some point they start letting people in, you know?
0: Yeah, to be fair, I could see us doing some dumb shit for a movie, not a fucking uh, football game, but a movie. I could see us doing <laughs> something stupid like that. So to be fair to them, they're uh, twenty year olds, but yeah, it is kinda dumb to have like no plan. And they're just camping on random land. Uh, we'll get into that, but yeah, it, there's just no plan. They're just going, taking a shortcut, and hopefully getting tickets later.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they're going. So Wade's got his car. I don't know, car. It's, it's a nice car. He's got this like old school like muscle car on Yeah, this. I
0: think it's like a Charger or Challenger or something. Something I along the
1: lines, right. Blake's got this like, Escalade-esque SUV he just bought. Yeah. so it's Paige and Blake and everybody else in Wade's car and they're driving down this road this dirt road and they're all tired they want to pull over to to, to to camp out so they can get some sleep and wake up early so they can go to the game and be like rested and while they pull over they're driving beside the SUV to, let, to alert them that they want to pull over to go camp to, to stop and camp for the night pitch up a tent Looks like Paris Hilton's giving him head.
0: Yeah, some good old road head.
1: Yeah. And I'm sitting and her head pops up and she says she lost her lip balm. And I'm thinking, okay, so this is 2005. Her sex tape is like, not even two years old at this point. I think it oh, came yeah. out in 2003, 2004, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. It
0: was, like, still a big thing when this came out, and they definitely play into it, they that do. as we'll get into it. And
1: there's, yeah. certain, there's so many different ways. There's three I can think of at the top of my head. We've already displayed two of them. The first as um... um Dal- Dalton? What's his name? Dalton. Dalton. The one with the camera. Yeah, man. Dalton's obsession with the camcorder. That's, that's my number one, the camcorder. Yeah. Um this scene right here where the illusion is she's giving him head because that was a big thing about the sex tape. Um, and we'll get to the third one later on in the film. Yeah. um, So they pull over and they pitch up their tents. Because um, they, they happen to have tents. So they, they, they pitch theirs up. And they they pop open beers and they're partying. We see a lot of this, we see through the vision of Dalton's camcorder. He's trying to film everybody. You know, they're all like, stop, stop. I don't want to be recorded. Yeah. And then they like turn the tables on. There's a little shot where they grab the camcorder and they, they put him in the tent, they dress him up, and he comes out looking like Elton John, but more <laughs> gay. I'm like, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, and real quick, I just want to say about the soundtrack. I was like, oh, this is such an early 2000s soundtrack. Like, especially in the driving scene, you hear, like, Disturbed. Interpool. You hear some, um, yeah, Interpool. I love the
1: Interpool song when they pull up, it's an unreleased song.
0: Um,. I thought there were some Deftones in there. At yeah, some the time. Deftones.
1: You hear? um uh, the, the, I think it's Minerva. Minerva from Deftones because that was the lead single at that time. Um, and then, yes, Disturbed. We heard Prayer without any vocals. Um, a weird cut. That's a weird cut they of that song. They did something weird to it. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then the the Interpol song, which, if I'm not mistaken, it's unreleased. I don't know. I I I know it's on Spotify because I've I have it on one of my playlists. because um, that's the song you hear as they pull on to the the camp place, right? Or the field to get to camp for the night.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's be real, it's a fucking field. It's a
1: field, exactly. <laughs> um, so they're they're setting up and they're playing catch with the ba- uh, the football, and all of a sudden you, there's like a huge gust of wind. And apparently it's pushing a really foul smell because everyone comments on it and they're all holding their noses like, oh, what the fuck's that smell? Where's it coming from? Oh. And then it kind of goes away and everyone kind of crashes for the night. No, no, no. I'm no, sorry. No, you're forgetting truck, about the truck. Truck comes. Yeah. Okay. Forgive me. I'm doing a lot of this by memory because I just watched the film not that long ago. So the truck pulls up and flashes their its lights on them the tie beams and... They're all like, you know, can we help you? What's up? And sorry, we didn't know we weren't supposed to be here. And there's nothing. It's dead silence. Just the car sitting there, you know, and flashing its lights on them. Right. And then we see uh, Nick take a beer bottle because he gets up out of his chair and, and he just throws his beer bottle and it hits the fucking head beam perfectly and shatters it. And then it backs up and drives off so that's what gets the truck to go away is the beer bottle
0: and real quick there was a line in there like oh we didn't know if it was your property we didn't pass a gate on the way in yeah because you know like every property's gated like right there's no way it could be his property without it being gated yeah i like that logic
1: right so yeah okay so then they end up crashing and then we cut back to dalton's camcorder pov Everyone's sleeping because it even shows Dalton sleeping and right. the camcorder is going. So you know we see it go. It pretty much focuses on everyone one by one. Um, Carly ends up waking up and she goes outside. Uh, doesn't really end up finding anything. Uh, Wade, it's, 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 it just sets up a jump scare, basically. Which she backs, she turns around, and Wade's standing there, and he's like, "What are you doing? Come back to sleep." And then next morning, like I said, they wake up, and uh, Blake's the first one to wake up, and he's freaking out because it's like 2, 2.30 in the afternoon, apparently.
0: <laughs> the game started. We got to get there I and mean, buy he,
1: tickets. He takes a fucking football and launches at the goddamn tent to wake him up. And you know, they all get up and shit. So Wade goes to his car, and it won't start. It's like stalling. So he opens up the hood, and his fan belt's cut. Uh, he needs a number fifteen fan belt. Remember that fifteen.
0: He's like, oh fuck, it's brand. He's new. He's like, it's
1: brand new. <laughs> and, and, and then I love Blink's reaction. He's like, so we'll miss the game. It's like he's so <laughs> worried about the fucking game, dude. If, was, if this is real life, I think I would punch this fucking guy. Yeah, it's like fuck your car <laughs> exactly. So they end up. You no, know, we cut to Carly and Paige in the woods. Carly's pan. And they're having girl talk. And then gust of wind again comes back. So that smell is back into play. Well, Carly wants to go find it. She follows the smell. And they're walking. Then all of a sudden, we just see her fall. Like she's going down the slide. She's going down the hill, sliding down. She ends up flipping onto her belly, going down that way. And she, at the bottom of this fucking... 100 foot fall that you know the way it's edited it makes it look like she fell off a bit fucking everest she ends up at the bottom of this like what do you even call this like a deer like a body pit for like yeah it, deer carcass and roadkill it's and pretty shit. much
0: like a roadkill pit because we like, see the deer. truck
1: back in but they don't know if it's the truck from the night before and out comes Charles Manson aka um, I can't remember his name he's an Australian actor because the film was called that the, the movie was filmed in Australia yeah but the guy who comes out, the guy who plays this character, He's Charles Manson in Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. What Damon, is it?
0: Damon Harriman.
1: D- okay, Damon Harriman.
0: Yeah, he's um, a... He's, he's, he's a Mind
1: hunter and he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's, it's the same character.
0: I know him from uh, Justified, the uh, Timmy Timothy okay. Oliphant uh, show he plays. Yeah, uh,
1: I know him from this movie. So, yeah, he comes out because like, they, they, they see... When Carly's trying to get out, she notices a hand and... He goes over, because he, he backs up, and he pulls out a, a deer carcass and throws it in the pit, and then he looks over at what they're looking at, and he goes and pulls it out, and it's, it's a mannequin hand.
0: Yeah, it's a mannequin hand. And also, they figure out that it's not the truck from the night before, unless he just got um, his headlight, his headlight replaced, right, because he has right. both headlights.
1: So, back and forth, more shit about the fan belt and this 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 goddamn baseball, baseball football game and in, 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 in the middle of the commotion um, the, 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 the crazy driver guy offers to give Wade and Carl, he offers to give Wade a ride to the, the, the town to get because he mentions the town nearby where his brother lives and he's got a guy, he runs he, he um, has his gas station he probably has a fan belt for him and he says I'll give you a ride because he asked at first we're really getting into the plot here. So Blake wants to go to the game, and he says, "Just come back. I'm gonna wait with my car. Just come back and make sure you bring me the number fifteen fan belt." Which I understand. I would
0: want to wait with my car too, especially a, like a sweet muscle car like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess.
1: But who knows how long they're gonna be long? How, how long they're gonna be gone for? But the Homeboy offers to give him a ride in the town to get the fan belt. So. Carly says I'll go too so Carly and Wade go with crazy guy into town meanwhile the others are going to the game which they get nowhere we see we cut to them in a little bit and they're in traffic like not going anywhere Nick's like turn around I'm not going to the game
0: fuck the game (laughs) If only we could have saw this coming, this big game. Yeah, I know, right? But real quick, before we go ahead, I just want to say, why did they cut the fan belt on the one car, but leave the other car functional? I I guess I don't fully understand that. Like, if the town's nearby, and they wanted to trap them, why not just fuck up both cars? I mean, I guess maybe the logic is one car, that way they could take that one car into town, but at that point, they don't even know there's a town there. I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know why would you just dis- disable both cars so you have to walk to the town, or they have to stay somewhere nearby, or something like that. I mean, it's a
1: valid question. I just I don't know. I've never thought about it before. Um. So yeah, there are, we cut to Wade and Carly and the, the truck. Um. And he's he's got like, he's like leather face almost like his dash is nothing but fur and animal skin yeah,
0: it stinks because um
1: he's got squirrels hanging and shit yeah carly and asked that for- the, the, the the passenger side windows broke
0: yeah so she asked for the window to roll down because oh, it yeah. smells he's there. like
1: Chuck seemed better day sorry and they open, and he's like you mind rolling on yours he's like not at all he rolls on his window and then this is when Carly notices his fucking big ass buck knife by his hol- on his holster. Yeah, which one? He's, I- like, he's like, what? You like knives? This is a nice one. He pulls it out like fucking Crocodile Dunn. like, no, this is a yeah. knife. And he like stabs it down his dash and shit.
0: I don't know why they're surprised he has a big ass knife. I mean, look at this guy. Oh, yeah, exactly. They I mean, act all shocked. Like look their faces. at him. exactly.
1: Exactly. So, he ends up stopping suddenly at this bank, this, like, little creek, and he says that he has to get out and switch his tires to uh, all-wheel or four-wheel drive so he can get over it. He's like, town's just up around that bend. And they're like, we never told us about this. And he's like, I forgot about it, sorry. And they're like, thank you for your, all your help. We'll walk from here. And he's like, well, no, don't be stupid. And they're like, you've done enough. And then he lets him go, and not before giving him, like, kind of a sympathy story he's just like try to do something nice and you know and they're like it's not like that he's like oh yeah Came okay, you like knives not really tools of the trade you want to see it that's no, okay that's a buoy it's a good knife i will cut through anything Hey, what's going on, man? You said there was a town up here. Well, yeah, there is. It's just around that bend. I gotta flip my hubs into four-wheel. You mind giving me a hand? When's the last time that you were here? Well, you don't believe me? I forgot this way. in's washed out. That's all. We'll walk the rest of the way then. Thank you. You've done enough. Now, why would you want to do that? Look, we want to walk. Okay, just let us out now. Well, get out then and try and do something nice for someone look man. It's not like that. All right. We appreciate it. Yeah, I can tell So anyway they go up to the town calling and wade and uh guy leaves because they make sure they stay make sure they, they make sure that he leaves for us before they go any further so he does so they go into the town they proceed into the town which just like you said it's up around that bend they walk right into the town because because wade makes the comment i feel i feel like an asshole and it's an empty town Corey. there's no one there yeah. and this is like it's cool because I know this is like they, they built this whole town from the ground up. Yeah, because you know, this was shot.
0: This was shot at a theme park, right? Like was it in like Movie World or something like that? in Yeah, Australia. in
1: Australia. Yes, this was filmed in Australia at that theme park, kind of like how they film stuff at Universal Studios in California. That um, they have a set, I'm sure, and not like there's anything to this set. I mean, this town is not very big, but no. they, they, it's still cool how like they brought it up from the ground up because you know it's deserted. We see, like... There's a couple things that make us think that it's not what it, we find out that it turns out being. Because we see the pet store, and we see the dogs with the wagon tails. Yeah. We see the tail wagon, And then we see, as they're passing the house, a woman open up her curtain and right. then close it. And then they get to the church... Well, they get to the gas station first, no one there. So they they, they notice the church, and they go in there to see if there's anyone that can help them. And then... They walk into what they think is a funeral. Because yeah. we see Bo. We're in, we see him for the first time. He's kneeled over a, uh, a coffin or a casket.
0: Yeah, and like the pastor's like got that look on look, his face. Like, like, like Can I hey. help you?
1: You're right. And so they go outside. They excuse themselves and go outside. And that's when he comes out to have a cigarette. And he says he's looking for a fan belt. And he's like, a fan belt? You really, You interrupt the funeral for a fucking fan
0: belt? Yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: And he's like let me go throw him in the hole I'll be right back (laughs) let me throw the
0: casket in the hole I love that line yeah let
1: me go throw the casket in the hole cause he he likes a cigarette he takes like two or three drags and just tosses it and says that comment that line like it's great let me just throw the casket in the hole or the coffin in the hole and I'll be right back and then like they come out he comes outside like five seconds later after going inside he comes right back out and he's like all apologetic saying you know there was someone that meant a lot to him and give him 10 minutes or whatever and he'll take them down to get the fan belt
0: yeah and let me just say like you yeah. know at first it's played up like you you know you think there's actually people in there but obviously down the road you realize yeah. everybody's a wax sculpture and it's a brilliant setup for him because who's gonna stick their head in and actually stay right. for a funeral so it's actually really smart of uh Beau and uh, vincent to set it up like that because it's a way where they think there's people around but they're not, you know, any normal person's not going to continue into a right. church during a funeral. So I just love the setup, and I love how Bo just fucks with them, <laughs> like even though you know you find out he's, yeah. it's all just an act. But yeah, I don't know. I just like that. It's just so mean spirited. Let me throw the casket in the fucking hole. Like I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that part. Um.
1: So I think this is when we see we we cut back to Blake and them, and this is when the traffic yeah. shot. And they're like, you know, turn around. I'm not sitting in this traffic anymore. And he ends up turning around.
0: Yeah, it's stuck in traffic, and then, uh, then the interrupt the funeral scene. And then so I made it. Yeah, I made a note too, because like, um... are oh, here. Okay, I know. Okay, we're we'll Say what you're going to say. Yeah, here I, I made a note too, because like Wade uh, notices that you know the guy Bo is kind of soft on his girl, and he like gets kind of mad at her. Like it's her fault that, like, the guy Bo is, like, interested in her, like, I'm like, Because he's like,
1: what was that? And she's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, I'm serious. And, like, because she makes the comment, that's twice today you're an asshole.
0: Yeah, like, I don't understand, like, I never understand guys like that. Like, what's it the girl's fault that the guy's, jealousy It's jealousy. It's it's
1: an ego thing, that's all. So this is when, so, uh, to kill some time while this, while he, quote, unquote, throws the casket in the hole... They walk up to Trudy's House of Wax. They see the House of Wax because in passing, they saw the sign because Wade was fascinated by that. He was like, oh, cool, there's a house. There's, yeah. a, there's a house, a uh, wax museum.
0: So they saw a sign when they were driving the night before. <laughs>
1: right. Because uh, I think it's uh, Nick who makes that silly-ass comment like, do you like things that aren't real, Wade? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, they walk up to it and it's a lot. And that's not a lot, but it's like kind of like Right off the bat before they even walk in, Wade is fascinated that the place is literally made of wax. He takes his key and like, picks a part off and he's like, it's made of wax, literally.
0: It is wax, like, literally.
1: And he's like a fucking kid in a candy shop
0: well it is unusual because you think that place would just fucking melt when it gets <laughs> hot outside yeah,
1: maybe so they go in they're, they're doing some examining looking around checking the place out and then Carly ends up wiping some dust dust off of uh, or dirt off of a, a mirror and we get a really quick glimpse of Vincent with the mask the killer basically of this film
0: yeah melty face
1: yeah um, he, like, kind of, like, appears throughout, he's, 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 outside looking through the window, and he, like, goes away, like a blinking you miss it kind of effect, so she tells Wade she saw someone outside, he goes outside looking, and ends up not finding anybody, um, and then this is when, Wade no, this, this is this when Bo comes up?
0: No, there's a jump scare with a dog because there's a dog That's that comes dog in. That's right, the dog. And Wade walks up to him, and the dog's like frozen, and then all of a sudden the dog moves, and then you find out the dog's alive, uh, which is kind of funny because I have a dog. I've seen plenty of dogs. I've never seen a dog just freeze like that for several seconds. <laughs> but it's a it's a cool jump scare. <laughs> I remember liking it when in the theater. Yeah. So they go to the gas station, and at the back at
1: the gas station, you know, we're reintroduced to uh, Bo and. He informs them that they don't have any 15-inch fan belts at the gas station, however, there are some at his house, so they walk up to Bo's house and offers Wade and Carly a ride back to their campsite, so Wade's gotta go to the bathroom, and he goes inside with Bo, and right inside, he, like, goes straight to the bathroom, he comes out, and he wants to be Sherlock Holmes, and do some investigating and he's stumbling around and he finds this weird medical room and meanwhile carly's waiting inside the truck outside and she's like anxious and everything and she notices all of a sudden one of the headlights on the truck is missing
0: yeah she gets out and sees one of the headlights yes exactly
1: so inside wade you know he's um looks around in the medical room and suddenly the lights go off.
0: Which I would be freaking out before the lights go off. There, You're at a guy who owns a gas station's house. There's all this weird old stuff and then an old medical room. I'd yeah. be noping the fuck out of that house. <laughs> I'd be done already. Yeah.
1: So, lights go out. We get this really cool close-up shot effect of his head as he's moving around. That was like a big thing in the mid middle. Of the camera work, I mean. And... It's like kind of like a blob, uh, a night vision shot almost, but it's not. And he's looking around, nothing. And then we see scissors pop up from the floor from a little hidden uh, little door on the floor. And the scissors snip his Achilles tendon. Ugh, yeah, it's a good one too. So let's talk about this because there's two things. In horror, I cannot do. I can't do Ihar. Can't, can't do it. Sorry. And I sure as shit cannot fucking do Achilles tendon horror. Yeah, like can't I can't do it. This pet cemetery.
0: Yeah, pet cemetery. Fuck you,
1: fuck you, and fuck you. No, thank you.
0: That's what always got me with Gage and Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: So, and we kind of see it again with the other character in this movie too. We'll get to that. You do, yeah. And with this shit, he's down, and you see uh, it's dark. It's still dark. I love this shot because you see Vincent coming at him, but you just see kind of like a black wig. It's like dark. It's darkness. It's nothing.
0: Yeah, and he gets stabbed.
1: So, yeah, exactly. So he's attacked afterwards, and he's cut in the chest. Exactly, stabbed. And then he's kicked in the face uh, knocked unconscious. Um. And then we cut to outside with the the sun. It's just, it's been set in record time, by the way. Like, the sun sets in record time. He goes inside, it's still daytime. And then he ain't been inside that long. We cut back outside with Carly, and it's fucking pitch dark. It's, it's, it's night. It's crazy. It's kind of, like, it reminds me of that, that shit from Halloween H2O in the beginning when Marilyn Chambers goes inside with Jimmy. Or Jimmy goes inside to investigate Jocelyn World Levitt. And then he comes out, and it's dark. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of that. So, the, um, so the, she, Bo appears, he comes out asking where, uh, and Carly's, uh, waiting for Wade. She locks herself in the truck and reveals that he knows that he was the man from the camp and then he breaks the window and a chase ensues. So, back at Camp Blake. Uh, sends Nick and Dalton to find Carly and Wade, and while he and Paige have sex. So the uh, <laughs> the film then flashes back to Wade, who's being dragged by the freakish man into a underground room where his clothes are stripped of, and the the man injects him. This man is Vincent. The Vincent injects him with a drug, making his body go numb, and then the the, the cuts received by the, by him, uh, while he's all stitched up.
0: Yeah.
1: And then his eyebrows and facial hair are waxed off.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking of, like, uh, Steve Carell. Ah, Kelly Clarkson. Yes.
1: And then poor Wade is strapped to a chair and pumped with hot wax all over his body, burning his flesh and making him essentially become a wax figure.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Like, it's a, it's a really cool setup and uh, just yeah, very memorable is really with cool.
1: the wax. It is very memorable, definitely. So, Carly goes to that church and tries to get help, but all the people, you know, it's the they're, they're, they're wax sculptures. She um, notices a tape recording of the funeral and a folder addressing the name Trudy Sinclair. So she leans into a wax figure and snaps the arm off. Yeah, this is when... And you see flesh and bones Yes, yeah, this is when
0: you realize all the wax figures, or at least yes. most of them, are real people.
1: So this is a cool surprise... Bo catches up in the church and searches for her. He finds her, drags her to the gas station, and then he straps her into a chair inside and glues her mouth shut with oh, super glue. Yeah. And that, I made a note, in this part, we see Vince's, uh, Vincent, not Vincent, we think it's Vincent. We, th- we see Bo's wrists. They're scarred in red. We're, now we're kind of, like, cutting back into that first scene. That first scene is starting to make some sense. Um... But yeah, she, he super glues her fucking mouth shut, dude. And then Nick and Dalton they arrive uh, in the town. The town is called Ambrose, by the way. We never did mention the name of the town. It's Ambrose, like Dean Ambrose. Um, Nick and Dalton are searching for waiting Carly. Uh, he Carly strapped to his chair, and then uh, Nick uh, is messing around the gas station. So. Uh, Bill goes up and talks to Nick you know plain stupid acting like he was before like he's never seen Wade or, or um or, or Carly at, at, at all she's trying to make sounds cause there's this like sewage pipe or not pipe but there's like this manhole cover almost
0: yeah it's like a sewer grate
1: yeah thank you That she's trying to get his attention uh Nick um she's trying to scream but again mouth is super glued shut That's not going to work. So, ah, let's talk about this. So, she takes her finger and pokes it up through the drain, or or the the cover. Well, thinking that Nick's going to see it. Well, the wrong person sees it. (laughs) And so, Bo goes down. Gives off the illusion that he's tying his shoe, but he takes fucking bolt cutters and snips that finger right off.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. It looks like it hurts. That fingertip,
1: <laughs> that fingertip comes off. So, for those of you keeping score at home, our lead played by Alicia Cooper, has now had her mouth taped uh, super glued shut and her index finger, the tip of it at least, cut the fuck off. She has seen better days. So doesn't work she's trying to cry nick goes to walk away he's still he's walking away but his, his, his uh this he's not, yeah, suspicious he's suspicious thank you and carly rips open her mouth and is able to yell nick gets into a fight Gets into the, the gas station yeah, he and, fucks and locks Bo locks Bo up. Yeah, he fucks Bo up and then he locks Bo out of the gas station. And then goes down to, to find his sister and attend to her to make sure she's okay.
0: Hey. I'm looking for my sister and her boyfriend. Uh, they were looking for a fan belt or something. I don't think I've seen them.
1: I mean, this is the only gas station in town, right.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah, then they were definitely here. I just told you I didn't see him. Is somebody else
0: work here?
1: No, I own the station. And I would have seen. It. Well if I was just here a few minutes ago and you didn't see me.
0: You weren't even here. Sorry. Can't help you.
1: What was that? Nothing. That was just my dog. Actually, you know what? My brother Vincent was down here for a while. He couldn't help us sister out. He could be up in the
0: house.
1: My friend went that way earlier. Really? Well, maybe he ran into my brother up there then. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, what's your sister look like anyway? so this scene here so if I'm Carly I'm not poking my fucking finger up and seeing in the event that maybe he sees me wiggle it I'm taking that goddamn that metal thing that is taped to her arm and I'm banging that thing you know what I'm saying yeah, I'm yeah, it doesn't banging make any sense. But I'm I, banging the shit out of that he's definitely gonna hear that yeah
0: it doesn't make sense but I do like the gag of the finger I love the gag I that's love pretty good I because like
1: it tells us look in this movie, you know, your, your little prestigious heroine, she's going to go through some shit, you know? Yeah. It ain't going to be like, she, she gets a pass. Like, no, fuck that. Like, yeah. they, this movie is wrought It's another reason why I, love, I like this movie a lot, is because it, it goes down that road. So... Um, Meanwhile, Dalton goes to the house, the House of Wax Museum, and uh, doesn't take long for him to find Wade at the piano. And so he like, <laughs> he's like, "Wade, where you been, man? We were looking for what's you."
0: What's up, man? Why are you just sitting here at a piano? <laughs> and he pokes his
1: cheek, and it kind of like, it's like, a, it's like putty. And he's like, "Oh, what's wrong?" And he does it again. And it comes, like, part of it comes off his cheek. Yeah. And you can see the red, the flesh inside. You can tell it's flesh. And he's yeah. like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Wade. Let me help that. And he's picking more and more off the spot. Meanwhile, the whole time saying, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we're going to get you out. We're going to fix you up.
0: Hello? Anyone home?
1: Carly? Carly? Wait, what the hell are you doing, bro? Man, come on, everyone's waiting for you at the campsite. Wait.
0: Mm. Mm. Holy shit, man. Hold tight, man, hold tight. I'm gonna get you out of this. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, oh, oh. All right, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry.
0: Oh my god. Alright, alright, alright. What happened, man? Dude, you're not fixing him, you're not
1: helping him, you're picking more of his fucking face off.
0: Stop! Wade stop. Stop. Yeah, Wade's fucked anyway, and you can see his eyes moving the whole time and he's like crying. He's crying. Yeah, yeah. You see the tears
1: develop and then you can see through his through his eyes, this is a cool shot. You see Vincent pop up from behind. Right. And because you see it through his eyeballs and the, the, the glare. And he misses and he slices. And instead of hitting Dalton, he slices Wade's fucking whole cheek, just comes sliced off. And, and this is when Wade's just like, Thank you very much. I'm out of here. And rolls his eyes off the back of his head, indicating that he's dead finally. And Dalton. Doesn't get very far. He's trying to throw wax plates at uh, Vincent. It's not quite working. He ends up getting knocked down this like this shrine stair that's like lit by candles and everything. It's like and everything. All the walls are like in the steps themselves are made out of wax. It's obviously like the entrance to where like Vincent hangs out and does all of his moldings and stuff because we see him earlier like working on a naked woman wax figure and yeah, shit,
0: which was real, I guess.
1: Yeah, maybe I think that was actual wax though, not, not a person. Like that was a legit wax sculpture he was doing. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, it's relevant. So he kicks um Dalton down these steps, and then he comes down after him with. Uh, we see his knife. We get a close look at his, like, blades. It's two of them, and they have dragon handles. And he kind of, like, takes it like an X figure and s- s- slices down. It's, it's a POV shot. And then you see him dried the body, but the head's still intact yeah, where the like blades it. are. So it's you can see. Basically, what that tells us is he just decapitated Dalton with yeah. his two knives.
0: Yeah, I like the shot, even though they don't show the decapitation uh, it's a neat way of showing it without showing it, you know, the POV, and then you see the body getting dragged away. I,
1: I love this sequence except for one thing that – it's one thing that actually almost ruins the entire thing for me, and that is the gag where you see his head roll over and his eyes are blinking. It's like a – it's a, it's a imposed shot of his actual face on a decapitated head, and it's stuff that I hate that. It's like we didn't have to see that. I didn't need to see our character get his head cut off and then he's still kind of like alive, his head still moving and blinking and stuff, like it's not realistic, I don't want to see that shit stop that, don't do that, no that's bullshit um, what'd you think of that, the blinking eh,
0: head? <clears throat> I was indifferent it didn't bother me, but I didn't like it either, I could've did without it I was almost like,
1: as a viewer I'm sitting away for him to go whoa, before <laughs> dying you know, um so, yeah, rest in peace, Dalton. So, See you, Car- Denny. Carly then informs Nick of the whole Wax People situation, and back at the campsite, uh, we got Paige, who's doing a strip dance for Blake with their background music being turned off abruptly all of a sudden. As Blake goes out to switch it, um, he finds the missed call on his, on his phone, he answers it and listens to Carly's voice from earlier about the man in the truck from earlier and then hears a window smash. And then we cut to Paige, who's dressed in a little jacket, uh, in a blue jacket, inside the tent. Uh, the lights are out. I like this shot here. It's Paige thinking that Blake's back in the tent. And you see, you can tell it's Vincent because you can see the outline of a, of, of a wig. And it's getting closer to Carly, and then all of a sudden she turns the light on, and it's right there in her fucking face, Vincent. And yeah. And he attacks her in the tent, and she gets out. Then a chase ensues. Uh, he ends up chasing her to, like, this metal plant.
0: Well, real quick, you see Blake's dead. He's been stabbed. Oh, um,
1: yes, you're right, Corey. Thank you for that. So, yeah, Blake's been, like, he He's gotten one of them dragon daggers in his neck, and he's laying on the ground. And he's like grasping the live, and she runs off and doesn't stop to help him. Not yeah. that she needed to. And nah, then you he see, the, gone. you see Vincent kick the knife in more into his neck, and that's the that that seals the deal, and he's dead.
0: And real quick, this tent scene. So I really don't know where this came from for me because I like Vincent. I think he's a great character. I don't know yeah. why I drew this comparison, but in the scene with Paris Hilton, and in the rest of the movie. I just kept thinking of Tommy Wiseau. I don't know really? why the fuck Vincent because of the wig, a Tommy Wiseau, just the wig. I just re- imagine him like, oh hi Paris. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> she runs. I don't Oh know hi why. Paris. So like the rest I mean, of the it movie. it makes sense. The football. Yeah, I just the rest of the movie. It's like you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Like I just keep thinking of that. I don't know why, but I just think of Tommy when Wiseau. he reveals
1: himself. She throws a plastic spoon at him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like, I just think of Tommy Wiseau, and he's making <laughs> fucking wax figures, and he's got a fucked up wax face. I don't know why. I just thought of that the whole time. I did not kill her. I
1: did not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I, I thought of this. I, I just did. I had to bring it up. No, like, oh, it's
1: great. It's funny as shit. So, yeah, like, he chases her to, like, this like metal warehouse- uh, not far away. It's not well, a long chase. You
0: know what it is, right? It's where all the people they kill, it's all the shit they take from. Yeah, we see
1: that because they, we see their cars and their personal belongings and stuff like that. So, like, Paris is standing on top of this, like, metal grapes, like, Platform and Vincent's underneath of it, unbeknownst to her, and he's stabbing up with his blade. And this is when he gets her in the heel—that kind of like goes up her foot and through yeah. like the Achilles Ugh, again. Yeah. So she's dragging that goddamn leg, and she's got this pole that she broke off that has a sharp end. And she hides in the back seat of a car. Like, why? Cause I know it's a horror movie, movies gonna be movie, but um you're not getting out of there realistically. You kind of like not doing yourself any favors by hiding you're, you're essentially trapping yourself doing that yeah yeah Vincent opens it up and then he stabbed in the face that's right he gets stabbed in the face and then she deserts the pole in the car and then runs and hides underneath another vehicle and he takes the pole and it's got a piece of wax at the end of it from where she stabbed him in the face and he takes this is a slick shot he takes the pole Cause he knows where she is and he knows what she's gonna do. And he takes the pole, he takes a slab of wax that's hanging off of it, he slaps it on his face and kinda like molds it back into his mask to make it, you know, back to, to normal yeah, again. He's fix his face. And then as soon as she pokes her head up, he just takes that pole and just launches it into her fucking head. Yep. And then it rolls and then it knocks her down onto her knees. And this is sex tape comparison number three. Paris Hilton's death, she's on her fucking knees with a pole in her head. Get it?
0: Yeah, she's smoking some pole. And to add
1: to that, what does Vincent do? He takes the camcorder and he's filming around with that head in the pole. I'm like, if this isn't a fucking sex tape innuendo. I don't know what the fuck yeah, is. Yeah,
0: it's definitely, they know what they're doing. And then you see her uh, head slide down on the pole at the very end and of it. And you the-
1: know she's game for it. You know Paris yeah. Hilton's down with it. She's I in on another- her own joke. And I that's another reason why I've never fully hated Paris Hilton. No. I think that I've had, I've actually had respect for her. She was always able to keep her head up high and like avoid the bullshit and 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 understand that it was a, a gimmick or a joke or a gag or whatever you want to say or yeah. call it you know i just i've never understood the true legitimate hate for paris hilton i i didn't
0: i i'll say i used to hate her like when they had uh that show her well, and the nicole richie that's what everybody hated it's her though, like, me included it's Real life was Celebrity beast. Oh, it was it was the the simple life, life. The or,
1: simple life. Yeah, it was something like this um, with an S.
0: Yeah, I hated that show. I I really did hate her until I saw this movie. Because you're right, like she signed up for this. Like this movie yeah. was a vehicle for her. She was willing to make fun of herself. There'd have been a lot of people exactly. that wouldn't have let that shit happen. So I'll give her credit. And I mean, to this day, she's a smart business person. I mean, she took a sex tape. And being an heiress and turned her name, you know, I don't know if yeah. she's a billionaire or not, but she's she's turned her name into a brand, you know, Paris yeah. Hilton perfume and uh, she clothes. She said, I mean, she
1: even DJs. She's a fucking DJ now. Yeah. A successful one. It's not a joke. She really does it. Makes good, you know, good turnouts and stuff.
0: So whether or not I would get along with her, I have to respect her for that, you know. Yeah, I agree.
1: So we cut back to the uh, town of Ambrose and Carly and Nick are discovering the, the town of Wax uh they're chased through a cinema, a cinema that's showing whatever happened to Baby Jane.
0: Yeah, they get a crossbow uh uh right before that. They actually break the glass at the hunting place and uh get a crossbow. Okay, you're right, yeah, right. And then right. they that's head right. into the cinema. Uh
1: yeah, Nick screws off with Bo against Bo with a crossbow, and then he hits him twice. So shotgun armed, Bo stumbles to his house where Nick and Carly are hiding. Vincent then returns home with the, towel, the the towed vehicle of Blake and uh, Paige's bodies. Carly and Nick then slip into the secret tunnel within the house and then accidentally alert Vincent and Bo to their presence. So a battle ensues within the house. Uh, uh, the house of wax. Uh, the twins, they find Wayne and Nick. and uh, no, they, they find Wayne and Nick pulls Carly away after wanting to help him. Um... Carly beats Beau in the face to death with a baseball bat.
0: Yeah, um, he gets. It's uh, like a little bit unceremoniously, I would say. Um, a little bit. With that. But, uh, yeah, I did like the theater scene a, f- a few scenes ago. The I theater was, like, scene, let's, let's, scene?
1: Let's really go in depth with that scene.
0: I've written a letter to Daddy.
1: Cause they're sitting there, and they're acting like they're pretending to be, you know, wax molds in the theater. Now, you're yeah, one hand clever, I guess, but on the other hand, this is this guy's town. You think that he knows every specific mold sitting in that theater?
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of took it as she was bait because you know Nick comes right out with the crossbow, so it's kind of like a trap almost. Like, yeah, were, I think they were kind of you're expecting right. him to see her and then he gets nailed with a crossbow. So, I don't know. I thought it was a neat little scene. But, yeah, Bo kind of, I don't know. I, I just felt like he kind of got off to, like, you know, a little bit unceremoniously. But, I mean, obviously Vincent, I guess, is built up as the right. you know, main villain now. Yeah,
1: it is. Um, So he's pissed about Bo's death and chases Collie upstairs. Uh, Nick makes his way up there and holds Vince's knife. Uh, on him that allow and then he allows carly to stab him in the in the back vincent then falls through the floor and lands on top of his dead brother this is cool so yeah the wax stuff ma- is really cool so we should mention that the place is now in in, in flames that that, that during this all this fighting and shit like that between the brothers and the, the, uh, the siblings and the siblings essentially um the the house catches on fire, so it's burning down. The, the the all since it's all made of wax, of course, she's going upstairs, and it's kind of like that effect in Nightmare on Elm Street, where Nancy's going trying to get up the steps, and then she's going her feet keep going through like all that shit, and that's happening here with Carly essentially while she's trying to outrun uh, Vincent, and then yeah, when Vincent goes gets stabbed and falls through the floor, he goes down. Into his bro, onto his brother, and kind of like, because we should mention that the twins, but they were conjuncted.
0: Yeah, they're Siamese twins. They
1: were Siamese twins at one point. That's why one's wearing that 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 facial mask. Yeah, they were conjoined.
0: They were conjoined at the face. Conjoined. They were
1: conjoined, and then when he falls down on top of his brother, it's kind of like. It, it's it's they're reattached almost. Because yeah. he lands right where they were together when they were attached. He lands in the same spot. No, listen to me, listen to me. I heard you talking. You don't need to do this. You didn't have to listen to your brother. I saw both scars and the
0: high chairs! No! Ah! You're not afraid! He was!
1: Mother would have wanted you to do this. Please don't kill me! So that's a cool effect, and um, they eventually gotta fight their way out because now that the bad guys are dead, but the house is still on fire and it's 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 melting down. So they eventually fight their way out of where the, the the name House of Wax is. They come out through there, and they eventually they they make it to safety. They they and while the house burns down into the ground. And then the place turns into a crime scene. All the police officers around. And all the medics come to town. They've all never heard of this place before. This is the first time for them. So they're discovering all this shit. Um, they're, they get attended to. Um, the the police. Yeah so. The, the Nick and uh, Carly are taken to the hospital. Or as they're being taken to the hospital. It's revealed that the Sinclair family. We hear there's. To a cop talking to the cops. So it's, you know, some exposition dialogue going on here, folks. Revealing that the Sinclair family had a third son who turned out to be Lester, the, the guy from earlier who played by, who's uh, Charles Manson. Looking motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so Nick and Carly, they spot Lester sitting at the back of his truck as they're leaving town and the medic, and he is sitting there waving with a smile waving them goodbye as they drive out of town. That is 2005's House of Wax. A film that, like I said, I'm a big fan of. All right. So how did we get here? Hey, Sketch. How did we get
0: here? I led you here, sir. For I am Spartacus.
1: Well, this one's easy. We kind of touched upon it earlier. This was a um, Dark Castle production, and it's simple. This was Dark Castle's MO. Starting with House on Haunted Hill, they set out to remake the works of William Castle and William Castle related films. House of Wax, the original, being a very popular 3D film in the 1950s. Um,
0: well, there's actually two because there was one in the 30s and then the one in the 50s with uh, Vincent Price. And this is
1: kind of a loose remake of the 50s one, but more of a remake than the 30s one I've read. I've never seen the two, so. Yeah, and it's also me.
0: obviously like Taurus Trap, big time.
1: Okay, well, let's talk about that now because you're right. I have always considered this a Taurus Trap remake because it is. For those of you who have never seen Taurus Trap, first of all, see it uh came out in the late 70s i think it came out in 79 to be exact it's got tony roberts from the uh that 70s show and also she was on that uh the, the final season of charlie's angels uh her and a bunch of other females um basically this tour shop is really hard film to explain to people um it's it's similar to this movie. Yeah, you, know, you got a small town with a with a freak show esque thing going on, and a guy who's not who he seems, and he's nice on one end, but he's really menacing on the inside. And uh, he's got a brother that gets involved with things, and um, they're they're also they they're they're all in the wax figures and, and stuff like that. This is like I said, it it's definitely more of a torture trap remake than it is a uh, house of wax remake
0: yeah it's very loose remake yeah Um.
1: so yeah house of wax this was a remake to that and like I said that was dark castle's mo in the beginning the majority of their earlier films were remakes with the exception of a few so yeah that's where this came from so box office receipts in the operational funds box we will deposit 250000 American dollars. You take it out. We put more in. I want receipts. Uh, House Wax premiered on April 30th, 2005 at the Tribeca Film Festival before being released in the U.S. on May 6th, 2005 from the Warner Brothers. It opened up in 3,111 screens, grossing $12 million opening weekend. That was enough to secure the number two spot. Second weekend, it had a forty-five point seven percent drop off, grossing six point five million. Enough to gross enough to come at number six on the box office top ten. Total gross overall was sixty-eight point seven million dollars worldwide against a forty million dollar budget.
0: Not so good. No, nope, not really.
1: It's kind of a break even almost. But I think I read the film grossed. An additional forty dollars in revenue for like Blu-ray and DVD sales. Forty dollars? I think you mean forty
0: million. I meant that. Forty million. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. You mean they Tell me, only one person bought this fucking Jesus movie? Jesus Christ! Ed and fucking Corey are the only two that bought it, right? DVD. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I can see that now. Um, so yeah, um, it didn't help that they opened this. With, with 2005 because with, you know it's, it's the first weekend of May and that's always the kick off the summer season 2005 what was the big film that came out in 2005 a lot of films came out in 2005 that was the summer of Mr. and Mrs. Smith that was the summer of Batman Begins that was the summer of a lot of shit yeah I can't remember off the top of my head because this was before Marvel was a thing
0: right I'm just surprised that this movie had such a high budget. Honestly, forty million dollars. I was a little surprised when I read that. A lot of the Dark Castle
1: films were because you got to remember also a lot of this goes to the cast.
0: It does have a pretty. They always because cast, yeah.
1: Dark Castle these films were starring a lot of like big name actors. You know they got fucking Halle Berry to follow up her Academy Award winning performance with Gothica.
0: Yeah. You know? So I mean, obviously, uh, we didn't talk about it, but Dark Castle was uh uh had some pretty big heavy hitters uh, yeah. behind it, you know, because it was Semeckis uh, and uh, Silver. Joel Silver,
1: Robert Semeckis. And
0: there was a third, which um, I can't think of off the top of my head. No, it was um, – yeah, Hang on a second.
1: God damn you, Corey. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gilbert Adler. Gilbert, Gilbert Adler. Adler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I should have known that from Tales in the Crypt. Gilbert Adler.
0: Yeah, so they had pretty, uh, you know, like pretty big um, – people in Hollywood starting it out so it makes sense that they could get all these actors but yeah I was still surprised 40 mil (laughs) for this movie yeah
1: let's take a walk at the critics corner see what they had to say So the film currently has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 27% based on 160 reviews the consensus reads bearing little resemblance to the 1953 original House Wax is a formula- formulaic uh, but better than average teen slasher flick or Metacritic it has a 41 out of 100 based on 36 reviews uh, CinemaScore it carries a C plus Roger Ebert Good old friend Ebes gave the film 2 out of 4 stars and wrote House of is not a good movie but it is an efficient one and will deliver most of what anyone attending House Racks could reasonably expect, assuming it would be unreasonable to expect very much. Uh, he called he called Hill's performance that she is no better or worse than the typical dead teen, uh, dead post-teenager, and does exactly what she is required to do in a film like this with all the skill, admittedly, uh, Fin is that is required. Yeah. Washington Post gave the film four out of five stars, calling it a guilty pleasure, and wrote that it gives horror fans exactly what they want. Could not agree more. South San Francisco, yeah. The San Francisco Chronicle gave it 4 out of 5 stars as well and wrote after a month, no one will talk about this movie again. Still, with a picture like this, there is really only one question. Is it fun? Yes. Lots. Definitely. Uh, Let's see here. The Houston Chronicle called it boring and poorly acted. (laughs) It's like Sean and Mandy. Though he complimented Cuthbert and Murray. And then finally, I got one more for you guys. The New York Times, they wrote, the set design is fairly elaborate by the standards of the genre and the victims don't die in precisely the order you might expect, but everything else goes pretty much according to formula. That's a good review.
0: That's a good one. I I like that. I would agree with most of them. Uh, Me too. Me too. I think it's pretty fair. I mean... I'll say when they say formulaic, I mean, yeah, it's a slasher, but there is a lot of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Yeah. Like, I mean, you stuff would,
1: I want to talk about in a little bit, but yeah, you're yeah. right.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's as formulaic as a lot of people say, and I think there's quite a few original things in the movie that Agreed. make it stand out.
1: Agreed. Let's talk about them. Good, biggest takeaways.
0: Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard.
1: At no point. In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no
0: points, and may God have mercy on your soul.
1: I love a film that takes a chance, and this definitely takes chances, especially with the uh, treatment of the final girl, which we talked about during the plot breakdown, the way that um, just Bo just fucks up um uh carly throughout you know she goes through some shit you know she's not just captured and chased and like hung at a dinner or taped to a chair at the dinner table and and forced to see like macabre and mayhem before she gets away scot-free like nah She's gonna try and get away, but she's gonna pay some consequences too in the meantime. Might lose a finger or something else in the process. Um, so I like that. They took chances by doing that to its final girl. Uh, honestly, this is probably my favorite John Ottman score, uh, of his entire career. John Ottman did a lot of stuff, a lot of scores for all the, um, Brian, Brian Singer movies. So he scored the X-Men films. John Ottman was also brought in to score, um, Halloween H2O ended up only keeping the orchestra theme song in the opening credits. The rest of the film score got cut by the Weinsteins, and that's when Marco Beltrami's scream score was used throughout the movie. Um, the set design is flawless in this movie, like the one review that we just read out to uh, you guys said. I love the set design in this movie. The, from the actual House of Wax itself to the town of Ambrose, um I, I just think that that uh, a lot of hard work and skill and patience went into uh and planning went into this town being constructed and uh it definitely pays off you know it, it, i buy into the fact that it's just an old run-down town that's been there for centuries and centuries and decades i mean not centuries for decades and decades so it's it's believable i like that uh, I got two more. I really enjoy the look of the killer and how they gave him a backstory to fit into. It made the film more interesting and more than just a typical slasher.
0: Oh, hi, guys.
1: <laughs> and finally, my note is... My, my final note here is... Paris Hilton's not the worst actress I've ever seen. That award still goes to Monica Aquina and Freddy vs. Jason.
0: She won a Razzie for it, I believe. Did she? Yeah, she won a Razzie. I mean... I'll say this. She's bad. She's not the worst I've ever seen. She did. But she's pretty bad. There was
1: Golden Raspberry Bitches gave her a Razzie. God damn it. But the Teen Choice Awards, it won Best Actor for Chad Michael Murray. It won Best Horror Film. And Paris Hilton won the Best Scream Scene of the Year. (laughs) Take that. Um, So, yeah. Uh, How about you, Corey? Biggest takeaways?
0: Yeah. So... Mine is, uh, you know, I don't love this movie, but I had fun with it. I hadn't seen it in a while, uh, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it delivers on what you would expect. it. Uh, going into this movie, I remember seeing it in theater. Uh, you expected Paris Hilton to die. You were waiting for it, and I think it was a good scene. I remember the theater cheered yeah. uh, when she got it. Yes, it did. Uh, so I think it paid off very well in that respect. Um, I also like the um, duality of the two twins. So you have Vincent and Bo, and then you have the... Um, twins uh chad michael murray and uh Cuthbert, uh i like that uh parallel
1: so bowie vincent played by i never even talked about who the actor that's brian van holt brian van holt's been around for a long time um it's been
0: a lot of cop type stuff i and remember
1: so. seeing him in the 90s he played a piece of shit teenager who was obsessed with Marsha brady in the very brady sequel he went to do black hawk down he was in wind talkers basic swat man of the house uh this and then he didn't really do much after this until 2012 he was in this vessel saloon movie called boy to the head Ugh. he's in one scene not a fan of bullet to the head nah uh come on that's a walter hill film
0: Nah, i'll take a bullet to that
1: and <laughs> and more recently he was in den of thieves fuck you den of thieves rules
0: i like den of thieves that wasn't bad
1: yes it's a fun movie looking forward to the sequel yeah um i was
0: surprised it got a sequel honestly
1: hey man that ending even surprised the shit out of me so yeah.
0: no den of thieves knew what it was uh, it was enjoyable definitely um
1: but yeah brian van holt um hats off to that guy he actually had to do you know playing the The unfun task of playing two roles at the same time. So he played it off. He was believable, and um,
0: he played Vincent as well. Yeah,
1: he was Tommy Wozze. He was was Bill and Vincent. No Tommy Wozze. Sorry, core. Sorry.
0: Anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, Um, yeah. Of course. uh, You know, I think the movie pays off very well. You know, is the writing great? No, is the acting great? No. But, I mean, you're not really going to a slasher for that anyway. The not terrible. Come on, guys. It's not terrible. We like the acting. It ain't that bad. No, what well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's great either, but no, I think fun. the movie's pretty memorable. You know, just the setup, um, yeah. the way it pays off. I think a lot of the kills um, are pretty good. I think the wax setup... Uh, when Wade dies is really cool. That always stuck with me. I always remember uh, that scene. This is a very unique slasher movie. Yeah. I You know, even though there's CG, obviously, at this time. But, uh, you know, Not a you lot, still, though.
1: Not a lot, Coy. You a have lot. to admit, a lot of this stuff is practical.
0: Yeah, a lot of it's practical and a lot of it hits. Like when uh, Achilles gets cut or when <sighs> Hilton gets her, um, right, her foot all right, cut. All right, all right, all right or the you know even the decapitation with the clever uh camera angle um you know i think i think the movie delivers exactly what you'd be looking for and i think it's a fun time and uh for anybody looking for slashers of this era i think this is one of the better ones honestly i would take this over like the generic friday the 13th remake uh that came out a few years later and i back
1: the movie up i'm a fan of the remake of friday the 13th
0: i don't hate it but it's just so generic Uh, it doesn't stand out to me uh whereas this one does it's fine you know, I like it, but it's fine. Uh,
1: this, I, I think, this is one of the better. Like you said, I, I, am an avid defender of it. Um, I talk about it for a reason. You know, it's it's just like I said, unique. That's what I keep thinking of. It's unique. Um, it, it's uh, a lot going on for it, and mind you, I also watched this. Um, for the episode I actually have the Scream Factory Blu-ray guys and I really recommend watching that if you're able to they did a brand new 2k scan of the um uh interposit and uh it looks
0: great um it's on HBO Max it's too. also on HBO Max that's how I watched it
1: and uh yeah so let's go to Mulligan movie. If you had to do it all over again, would you make the same choices? Because it all can't be good. So for me, uh, give me a little more for the opening scene. I, it just doesn't feel like it has that big kickoff scene to start the movie. It's kind of a odd opening scene before we cut to present day and are introduced to the body count. Um, I mean, I like it, but I just think that it could be more. I think that this film, and hold all your emails. I, I, I'm i aware that there's an alternate opening to this movie, but it sucks. It's really bad. For those of you who go to YouTube and check it out, the alternate opening for this movie is fucking terrible. That's all I'm going to leave it at, but I just feel like this movie... Um, for as much as I enjoy the opening and everything that goes with the film overall from start to finish, I just thought I could use a little bit more So, other than that, you know, this movie is far from perfect, but there's really not much I would change. So, How about you, Corey? Yeah,
0: so mine's similar. Uh, I think the opening is very weak uh, just because, you know, in most horror movies, uh, you know, you want to set up what the the threat is, what the terror is. So usually you see someone disposable getting knocked off uh, so you know what the threat is capable of. Right. And in this one, I like the opening with the kids. Uh, I just wish, like you said, there was a little bit more. Um, You know, I don't necessarily need the whole scene of them, uh, you know, the body count hanging out uh at the beginning i you know i know those characters have to be established um but you know they're very stock characters so you don't need a ton of time for that right. i wish there was a little bit more time set up uh for bow and vincent uh i think the movie would have benefited with a better opening kind of to hook you in because i i remember being a little disappointed in that as well
1: okay uh, let's see here finger licking good <laughs> finger licking good uh, for me it's it it boils down to that scene i was talking about earlier with jared in the house and the light gets cut, and you see bo pop up from the floor and you know he takes the scissors and snips uh uh that the whole sequence even it's, it's him in the dark and i don't know if it's just me but every time i watch that scene i kind of put myself in wade's shoes and i freak out and i'm kind of like give my, it's like, I put myself in one of those, you know, what would you do moments. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a scene that I've always anticipated every time I watched the movie. Um, cause it's, it's different from the rest of the film. And it's, I don't know if it's because the part of me doesn't want the character away to die. Cause I think he's a good fit for Carly. Um, that's probably not it though. I just think <laughs> the, the scene in general just fits and works and it's brutal and it's scary. And it's a lot of things. And, um, yeah, that's for me. How about you?
0: Uh, so mine is the final confrontation between the two twins. um I just, you know, the the fight is good between the two twins, but I just love the house melting. It is just so cool. Watching. Yeah, the whole
1: backdrop. It's it's cool. It really is cool.
0: Yeah, like you see. Obviously, we talked about the stairs, and then getting thrown through the bed, and mm-hmm. then the way they escape is they literally just cr- like dig through the wall. Yeah,
1: like it's like they're zombies. Yeah, exactly. And
0: uh as they're on the top floor, so as the house melts, they just sink down to the ground level. And they get off that with like a fucking elevator. Yeah. It, it's just really neat. Like it's just something I've never seen in a movie before. Uh, you know, practicality wise, obviously the structure couldn't be made of wax. It would have probably fucking melted a long time ago, but it's just really neat. It's a neat idea. And I, I really like that whole, uh, ending. I think it has a pretty good finale. Um, and obviously, like we said, how the two twins end up falling on top of each other, um, you know, right back where they were. Um, you know, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, I think the, it, it pays off very well at the end with the house of wax.
1: Alright, let's deliver some final thoughts. I say we uh, tie a bow on it and put her to bed. Um, real quick, I don't know if I want to give this a 3 out of 5 or a 4 out of 5. I'm kind of torn. I'm Like I said, as far as remakes go, this is one of my... Uh, this is one of the better ones in my opinion. Agreed. One of my more favorite ones. I... I I've been defending this movie for better or worse since it first came out. I've never stopped, and i never really turned my back on it. I've always been a fan since that first day or night that we saw it back in April of '05 or more or May of '05. Excuse me. And yeah, I mean, it. it, it I get nostalgic when I watch it. I'm getting nostalgic when I'm talking about it. Um, and I don't. I'm one of the people that doesn't find nostalgia to be a bad thing. So that's why I bring that up in this my defense, and I, I think I mean the acting is not perfect. It's a slasher movie, okay, but I feel like the characters they got a lot. They they've got some build. Like you know, these characters are enough to. Yeah, maybe you are supposed to get a little feeling out of you know seeing some of them die or, or seeing what happens to them while they're being tortured and whatnot, you know. I, I like the Wade character, so yeah, it sucks when what happens to him happens because I want to see more of that guy. Um, and I think the, the the design of the killer is great. The idea of the twins and the, and the town, you know, and and you know the, that backstory. I still, I'm not fully on board with it, but I understand why they incorporate in the theatrical cut. And so, yeah, I think. I feel at the very least you owe to yourself to watch this on a Saturday afternoon if there's nothing else going on and you really want to watch something new. Um give it a chance and and see what you got to say or see what you got to see how you feel about it. You know, Corey and I are big fans, we're hopefully, you know, this film can perhaps pick up on a new audience. So but um, all in all, I'm going to give it three and a half out of five. And that's a modest. That's more towards four. And um, yeah, that's my take from the horse's mouth. How about you, Corey?
0: Yeah, so uh, just a quick rating. So I would put it a little lower. Like I'm a fan, but I would stick it at probably like a two and a half out of five, somewhere around okay. there. I think it's pretty good uh, overall for what it is, Uh, Uh but I don't look at it like it's a classic or anything. Um, I think it's a good remake, so anytime there's a remake, I think it's important, you know, I wanted to bring some new things to the table while also paying homage to the original, which this one does, even though it's a loose remake uh, the main killer's name is Vincent. Very loose remake. And yeah. Yes, you're right, Vincent. I- Vincent. So obviously, Vincent Price mm-hmm. uh, yeah. was the the main person in the uh, uh, '50s version. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's reintroducing it into a to a new audience. So obviously, uh, when we saw this in 2005, you know, I knew who Vincent Price was, but I didn't know much about the original House of Wax. I knew this one was a remake. Uh, but you know it's reintroducing it to a new audience uh bringing it up bringing some new ideas and this movie does it uh very well it has a lot of its own ideas um so i i just really appreciate that about it um you know a lot of the kills are good i yeah i just had a good time and i i think it does what a remake should set out to do
1: all right well This episode is sponsored by Wax Away Wax Remover. Pull that rug from underneath those homicidal twins and beat them at their own game by ridding them of their prize-layered mess with Wax Away today. And all that being said, this film definitely gets the film effects seal of approval, and that will bring things home for this edition of the show one down many more to follow if you enjoyed this episode and want to continue to support the show then please do so by leaving a five-star rating and positive review on apple Podcasts or wherever accessible it helps with that so-called algorithm helps out with the uh audience and fan base that we got it helps us grow so more and more people can check us out and while you're at it check out the website podpage.com where you're going to find our ever-growing collection of previous episodes um, if you got some money laying around, buy some merch, tpublic.com slash fuser slash film effect podcast. Um, and then tune in to see what's next because next time we come around will be this Monday for Suspiria and not that Suspiria. As much as I wish we were watching and talking about the 1977 Suspiria from Dario Argento. Nah. Sean's birthday is coming around the corner, and for his birthday this year, he's picked Sasperia from 2018, and so we're doing that, we're covering that one, we recorded it the other day, it's going to be an interesting episode, I'm curious to see what you all think of it. I know, I had my thoughts and opinions, so...
0: It'll give me a reason to finally watch it. Uh, I blind bought it, I've been sitting on it uh, for years, obviously three years now, still haven't watched it, so now it'll give me an excuse, because I'll watch it and then listen to the episode.
1: That is so funny, I blind bought it a long time ago myself, and didn't watch it for so long, I ended up selling it. (laughs) But I finally (laughs) watched it, because it had a digital copy, and I watched it on my Voodoo, and, um, Yeah. So, without getting the spoilers, just check out the episode on Mondays so you all can find out what moi thought of the film. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Corey, once again, thank you for doing this. Uh, I love having you on. I know this was last minute, uh, but real quick, without getting into the details... ...this was supposed to be a me and Sean episode... ...but Sean was very vocal about this movie. And then the other night when we recorded... We were going to watch it and to see what his initial reactions were going to be because it's on HBO Max. That motherfucker wouldn't even give this movie the time of day. He wouldn't even give it two minutes. And then he was already tearing into it. So I said, you know what? Call an audible. Corey, I need your brother. Yeah. You came to the rescue. So thank you for that. because I really wanted to give this episode a good one. I didn't want it to be someone just shitting on it for over an hour yeah that's that's not what this film deserves it deserves better than that no i'm glad to be and, here and i know you liked it because we saw it together and yeah. yes and- i'm
0: glad to be here and it's fine if you don't like a movie and you, you know you want to tear into something uh, a little bit i get it but just give a movie a fair shake that's you know that's all we're saying just watch it before you decide exactly
1: exactly so like i said that'll be us uh, returning on monday for sean's birthday episode aka suspiria 2018 and until then um curtains uh theater lights uh something something and uh yeah we'll uh catch you on the flip flops. so thank you Corey. uh thank you guys for listening and um Happy
0: Halloween. Happy Halloween. See you guys.